That's right, folks. Today is Valentine's Day. We're here to talk about nothing but love and smooth jazz. Just kidding. We are psychopaths here at Razzball. We're only going to talk about football again on Valentine's Day. That's right. If you need a break from all the gushy love, here to talk some sports today with you is Bobby Lamarco, your host for today's show, the Razzball Fancy YouTube channel. Make sure you like, subscribe to our channel. We'll be dropping all, all season long. We're going to have knowledge from free agency to the NFL draft, everything you need to know before you draft next offseason. Before we do, make sure you follow us across the board. We have Razzball Fancy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. Of course, make sure you jump over to our main hub. That's Razzball.com. We cover multiple sports. We have baseball, hockey, basketball, and, of course, football that we do all year round. So jump over to Razzball.com and check out all the great writers in every sport from everything you need for off-season content to in-season baseball drafts coming up right now. But for today's show, we're going to be breaking down the NFL cap casualties, the teams, the top five teams with the most unavailable cap space, I guess. Talk about unavailability on Valentine's Day. Sorry for all you singles out there. If you're if you're if you are available today's show about teams that don't have available capability, that makes no sense. Let's just start the show. All right, Matt. Listen, at this point, it's Valentine's Day. At this point, I feel like it's just gotten to a point where if I'm going to spend a romantic holiday with another man, it's going to have to be you now. Sorry, bud. Happy Valentine's Day. What's going on? Well, uh, I feel the same way, uh, but with, with all of that being transparent and the and the listeners yeah. out there probably grinning sideways, we do have to hustle, right? Because yeah. we have significant yeah. others that are probably tapping their foot. Uh, now, the good move, move is that you've got gifts waiting. I've yeah. given my wife her gift, and I brought home takeout. Nobody Attaboy. had to cook. Nobody had to clean. Yep. I'm already Smart. ahead I like of the ball curve. Yeah. Well, today's... T- even though today me and you have significant others to get to, there's going to be some potential teams that may be cutting some of their significant others. NFL cap casualties. Today's show is the NFC. If you haven't checked out our episode from last week, we talked about some of the notable teams that are going to be over the cap heading into this offseason, and they're going to have to make moves. And today's episode, we're going to talk about some of the key ones, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and as if Mike Evans is on the move. Now, if you listen to our last show, we talked a little bit about what we're doing here today. Essentially, looking at teams that are over the cap, meaning going into the offseason, they have too much money on the books, and they need to cut people to get under the cap. So what does that mean? It means that some key players on the offensive side of the ball might be on the move because their teams are significantly over the cap. Now, there is other moves these teams can make, of course. They can negotiate. They can you know, restructure. But today, me and Matt are just having a little fun talking about some of these teams. The first one is the New Orleans Saints. They are $57 million over the cap. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, talk about just bad. It's finally coming. The chickens are coming home to roost, folks, is the saying, as the Saints have pushed a lot of money down the line. Today, there is obviously some defensive guys that have been talked about, Cam Jordan. But we're going to focus today on the offense because we're a fantasy show. And some of the cap casualties for the New Orleans Saints got James Hurst, their right tackle. Uh, four, they could save four point seven million by releasing him. Uh, Jameis Winston, who they basically benched, and Dennis Allen's back, and it sounds like they're already trying to woo Derek Carr. So his four point four million is an easy cut, most likely. And then Adam Troutman, the tight end, could they could save about two point seven million. So there's a couple impactful names here for fantasy football. Matt, anything stand out to you about the New Orleans Saints? Finish this sentence. When you have two quarterbacks, you have none. None. 
Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, right? Now, Dalton probably doesn't save them a lot of money, but Jameis will give them $4 million back on the cap. Um, I actually bet high on Jameis last year, and it obviously didn't work out. Um, I think that Taysom Hill is, is a lock to stay, which means that if they do continue to woo Derek Carr, not, not only do they have to trim the $57 million, but Carr's number leaving the Raiders today when he was officially released is 404 so I'd have to go into the books and figure out how that, how some of that transfers to the next team that signs him. But it's obviously dead money for the Raiders. But for the Saints, I mean, I had to clean my glasses. $57 million. And if you look at the names that are scrolling on the bottom, that's probably in the 10 to $11 million range if they just cut bait with all of them. Um, and you'll see a theme, right? When, when you read my article tomorrow, we talk about today. A lot of these teams have offensive linemen that might be cap casualties, but how are you going to put an offense on the, on the field, especially with no quarterback and no offensive line? It's just not, it doesn't work. So a, a lot of restructure, a lot of uh, paying out bonuses. So a lot of work to be done, but I, 57 million just boggles the mind. And by the way, the next team is not much better, but 57 million, it's just, a, it's a silly number. It doesn't, it's hard. And I do money for a living, right? I do finance for a living. That number just doesn't really compute for me. All right. Well, I, the other thing too is Dalton's a free agent, so yep. it, it's 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 the Saints are going to have to make a move at quarterback most likely. The problem is like fifty-seven million. They're going to have to move so many players, and actually, Michael Thomas, his cap number is higher for dead cap than it is his base salary, meaning that they still need to. If they cut him, they're not saving any money, so they can't pull the trigger. But if you're going to attract Derek Carr to your team. You can't cut Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is a blue chip player along with Chris Olave that you want to have on your team. So I think the one player that would stand out to me amongst these guys, if they do make these kind of moves is Juwan Johnson. Um, Adam Troutman was, you know, is the main blocking tight end. He's the guy who's on the field the most because of his acumen to block. Juwan Johnson is more of your pass catching tight end. However, the games without Troutman, he did see a big time uptick in snaps so he could be someone that really impacts if they do move on from him. But I think the biggest problem for the Saints is they're trying to get Derek Carr. But, man, they're going to have to gut their entire team to just get him on the books. Because not only are they over $57 million, if you're going to be competitive with Derek Carr's next contract, he's going to ask for like $35-40. So that's the other direction you have to go. So that's like $90 million they're going to have to figure out. But I'm sure they can move the books around overall. Let's jump down to the next one. Tampa Bay, not too far behind. Tom Brady officially retires, and there's a plenty. This one is probably one of the funner ones we're going to talk about today. Uh, there's a lot of big-time names. For $55 million over, they have uh, Devon's, um, Donovan Smith, their left tackle. Ten, they could save $10 million by cutting him. Shaq Mason, their guard, $5 million. They could save Leonard Fournette, $3.4 million. Jedrick Wills, their other uh, tackle, is $3.2 million. Russell Gage, Mike Evans, Cameron Bray all could save roughly between two and three million. They're going to have to do something. You're not going to be able, I could see guys like Cameron Bray coming off the books. It would be really, really tough sell for a young quarterback or even Derek Carr to go to Tampa Bay if you have to cut guys like Mike Evans and both your tackles off your team. So there's some big time names here. Uh, so this could be a fun one, Matt. What's your first thoughts about Tampa Bay and their cap situation? So when you and I started talking about this and, and we, we, you gave me some numbers that I didn't have. I thought, okay, well, when I get the Mike Evans number, he's going to be easy, right? He'll be an easy cut. But they only saved two two million and change. 
So, I mean, it doesn't move the needle on 55 million. For me, Leonard Fournette, the guy that looked like he was running an oatmeal uh, to end the year, he's probably an easy cut for me. But again, the big money is on those top two names. Smith and Mason are, are you know, they're, they're starting NFL offensive linemen. And in order to have them walk, you then have to figure out, well, what quarterback is going to come in, like you said, and want to play with, uh, you know, knowing that he's going to be on his back all year or is he going to have grass stains and, and again, they they're probably out of the Jimmy Garoppolo uh, bidding because they don't have they they got to cut too much fat, and he's frankly going to be too expensive. So, what are they going to do? They they're in this almost the same exact boat as the Saints, with two quarterbacks means you have no quarterbacks, and sometimes no quarterbacks means you have no quarterbacks. They got to trim over fifty five million both teams, uh, and by the way, that's a winnable division. So they're probably thinking on the outside, well, we, we just need to do a little bit of work and we can win the division. But I think it's going to be a lot more work than a little. So The annoying part for this, too, is Tom Brady's cap hit still on the books. So even though he's retired, they're still going to have $35 million on the books just from Tom Brady. Now, could they get creative with that and push it out a couple years? Maybe. But that still hurts. Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now are starting over. I don't care what anybody says. They're not going to just go out and get Derek Carr. They don't even have an OC yet. And I think this, from my standpoint, they I feel bad for Todd Bowles. Because Bowles kind of took over this championship team and it crumbled around him. And now he doesn't even have an OC yet. Um, and whoever we, don't, we can't even put two and two together yet. We don't know who the OC is, who the quarterback is. Um, so it's interesting. I don't know if Kyle Trask is that guy. But if you're going to go Kyle Trask, I hate to sound like a hypocrite, but I'd rather trade Mike Evans and get him off my books if I can. Now, you're not you're only saving 2.3 million, but his contract's over 20 million. So if they trade him, that's 23.6 million dollars they can get off their books essentially if they trade Mike Evans. So, I think there's something to that. Maybe if they trade Evans, he's probably one of the I know a lot of people are talking about DeAndre Hopkins, but I think he's definitely someone that could be on the move, move to a team like the Bears who need a wide receiver one or something like that. Um, I'm not going to say the Packers because we've learned our lesson over the years, but I think the bigger thing here we have to keep in mind, three starting offensive linemen, three key starters on the offensive line. We have to watch this because we just saw with the Rams when they cut too many big names on the offensive line, that offense as a whole goes down the hill. So we got to watch that. But I think the bigger one, of course, here, Rashad White could be a huge name this offseason if they cut Leonard Fournette. Uh, but I still want to know who the OC is going to be. The other one's Kate Otten. Kate Otten took over as the starter. He did, uh, you know, give up some work to guys like um, Cameron Brait, but this kid showed a decent amount that he could play for this team. So the OC is going to matter. Are they going to bring in a guy like, I mean, I don't know if Greg Roman, but if they bring somebody in who features the tight end, he could be a real steal next offseason if they could get their quarterback situation filled up as well. And of course, we can't forget Chris Godwin, who could be moving into a clear cut number one role if Mike Evans is off the team. Let's jump that to the next team. It's the Minnesota Vikings, $21 million over the cap. Here's some of the casualties here. Another team that you're looking at, a lot of offensive linemen, but there's some big-time, big-time offensive weapons as well. Dalvin Cook could save $7.8 million. Adam Thielen, $6.4. Uh, right tackle, Brian O'Neill, $5 million. C.J. Ham, their fullback, $3 million. Ezra Cleveland, their guard. Chris Reed, one of their backup guards, a combined $5 million. And K.J. Osborne, their number three receiver, 2.7 million. So there's a couple big time names there, Matt. Anything stick out to you at all? 
Well, when I started writing the article this morning, or two days ago, I loved it. I said, oh, here's Minnesota. What a great good news story it is for the Packers in the NFC North. And then I realized who I wrote about right, right after the Vikings. So, but we'll get to them in a minute. To me, uh, Thielen, right? Aging NFL receiver. Uh, you can see the regression. He's the easy cut for me. And I think that KJ Osborne is ready to be wide receiver too. Uh, they just have to kind of give him the opportunity to be that guy. Justin Jefferson, clearly the best receiver in the NFL right now, uh, especially with Cooper Cup being ding. But Je Justin Jefferson put on a clinic this year. Osborne can beat single coverage, so I think they keep him. Um, I also wrote the fact that I tend to, in fantasy world, steer away from running backs that are 29 and older. Just kind of a rule. It's not hard and, and, and fast all the time, but that's the number I look at. Is you know, In baseball, you look at the year, the age 27 uh, through 29, and that's the breakout. But for football, I look at running backs to be on the decline um, in their 29-year-old season. Cook is coming into his 28-year-old season. So depending on how much tread they think he has left on the tires, I don't know that they're going to get rid of him. And I, But I think Madison can be an all, uh, you know, a, a two-down back. Um, He's a free agent. Right. So they would have to cut Cook to bring in the lesser-priced Madison, but you never know. Yeah. Madison might end up costing more in the long run. Uh, and if Kevin O'Connell is not sold on using a fullback, all the time. He doesn't need to leverage that CJ Ham $3 million either. I think the other thing too, that's notable with Dalvin cook is that they have an out in his contract. So yes, there would be about 6 million of dead cap this year, but he's off the books completely next year. If they let him go and you know, he wasn't as a focal point in the offense, like he's been in previous years and they're Mike Zimmer. So it doesn't seem likely, of course not, you know, obviously Dalvin cook, even if Madison walks, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Dalvin Cook's been great for this team. But we have to remember, this is a new coaching staff that hasn't invested in all those years in Dalvin Cook. So that could be something worth noting, especially because they could save $7.8 million. That's over a third of that money in a position if they don't value as much could be huge. Adam Thielen is tough because he would still be $13 million on the books, but that's $6 million. He just doesn't seem like himself anymore. He's not even uh, the focal point in the red zone. You got TJ Hawkinson there now as well. So I don't think he's as needed as he was to compliment a Justin Jefferson. A guy that I really want to take a look at too is uh, Jalen Naylor. Uh, he's a deep name in Dynasty. You can look at. He could potentially find himself if they do leave with Dillon or Osborne or somebody. One of those two guys leaves. He's someone that could be a vertical deep threat on this offense could be a nice vertical threat, like a Brandon Cooks type in that uh, McVay scheme. So he's a guy to keep out. And then uh, Nene Nuwanu, if I said that right, is the backup running back right now for the Vikings that could Bless be you. really impactful. Thank you. Honestly. Wow. All right. Feeling the love on Valentine's Day. All right. But that's it. So really, it's this is another team. We got to watch those. Listen, this is a – Kevin O'Connell comes from the Rams. They should know the value of offensive lines. And if they have to get rid of a couple of these guys to save cap, we have to keep an eye out for this stuff and see what they do in the draft to pick up the pieces there. All right, let's jump down to it. That's right, folks. Just as soon as you think you're safe, Green Bay, bam, right in the kisser. $17 million over the cap heading into this one. Now, I know a lot of people are not going to want to hear this, but the biggest one they could save the most money is Aaron Jones. They could save $10.4 against the cap. If they cut him, David Bakhtiari and John Runyon, two of your starting offensive linemen, they could save anywhere. 5.6 and David Bakhtiari, 2.7 million for uh, John Runyon. Uh, quick thoughts about your Green Bay Packers. Any names that you haven't seen on this list? 
So uh, contractually, I can't say many negative things about the Packers, but for you, and because today's a special day for us, I will. I'll take the fine from the team, right? I'll eat the fine. Uh, I don't think Aaron Jones goes anywhere, but it makes sense, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just he's one of the biggest cap numbers we looked at in these two, uh, these this this group of ten teams in the AFC and NFC. He's one of the biggest numbers. Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in the NFL when he plays. He doesn't play much uh, because of injury over the last couple of years, so it makes sense to let him go if they trade Rodgers, because Bakhtiari is yeah. one of his guys. He loves him. Here's the thing. I think if they trade Rodgers, and right now, if, if, if you kind of read the tea leaves, um, I think the, the best case scenario for Green Bay is that they trade him. They don't, yeah. want, him to, they don't want him to play. Uh, he can't retire. They can't release him. It just costs too much money. So I think the dead cap is something like $60 million if, if they cut him. Uh, it's just ridiculous. It's a, it's a scary number. So if they can trade him, they can get some pieces back, not necessarily – you know, maybe they get some draft capital and then they pay Jordan Love 20 million. Um, but I think a lot of this will hinge on what happens with Rodgers when he comes out from the, the darkness, right? When he comes out and he has supposedly made his decision, a lot of these other dominoes will either fall into place or they'll have to start falling for them to get under the cap, right? We know guys like Lazard are probably leaving because he's going to get more money than Green Bay is willing to pay. Uh, they've got some young receivers. I like keeping Runyon, right? His money's not a lot, and he can play multiple positions on the offensive line. So I don't think Jones is going anywhere. I think Ryan goes, or excuse me, uh, Aaron Rodgers goes before Aaron Jones does. But this might be time for a complete rebuild, bottom up. And if it is, and they and they trade Rodgers and they know they have to start from scratch, then Aaron Jones could be on the on the block too because it doesn't benefit them to have that NFL running back at that that price tag if they're not going yeah. to win. Rogers, Rogers, thirty-one million dollars. So if they could move him and get that off their books, this totally takes their money. Then they have some cap space to go get somebody if they need to. But they're invested in young players at their skill position too. They have Dobbs, they have Watson, um, so they have their their core in place. So and loves a team option, right? But they have to make a decision on that this off season, unfortunately. So I don't know how they can accept his team option now, not seeing him play. So it, I guess we'll kind of know how they feel about love this off season. If they pick up his option for his fifth year, then maybe he has a shot. Maybe he's doing things that you want to see in the back end. But if they trade Rogers, they only have to pay him three, 3 million this year. But then if he plays well, he's going to be in line for a monster contract. Like it's not, the number is not going down. If, if Jordan love takes them to the playoffs and performs well, if he puts up Geno Smith esque numbers, He's going to demand a 30 plus million, $40 million contract because that's the direction things are going anyway. So they're going to need the money next year probably to pay him anyway. But overall, just keep an eye on this. A.J. Dillon is someone, of course, that could really benefit from a move like this if, if Aaron Jones is cut. But everyone's going to know that, right? So if Aaron Jones leaves or cut for whatever reason, everyone's going to be on top of this. So it might be make some sense to buy low on AJ Dillon or not even just buy low on him now. Cause he didn't have a big time season this year. You might be able to get him a little bit cheaper than normal. And if something does happen later this off season, you just got an RB one potentially in that offense. All right, let's talk about the last team, the Los Angeles Rams, $15 million over the cap. Now they do have Stafford and company all locked up. So they don't have to worry about that, but here's some notable names. And this is another team where 
Offensive line, you know, they got Tyler Higby, the tight end. They could save about $3.9 million on him. But then Joseph Nopum, the guy who stepped up at left tackle, they could save two and a half. Uh, Coleman Shum is one of their guards, and Brian Allen. Those are three of their biggest key starters that helped turn around this offensive line in the second half. They could technically would have to cut those guys to save roughly $7 million. Doesn't seem viable, but they're 15 over the cap. What's your thoughts here, Matt? Same thing you said. They they went all in. They won the, the title, and now it's it's going to come back to to haunt them because they don't have a. I wrote in the article. I don't think they have a first round pick until McVay turns sixty. So the the likelihood of them being able to rebuild through the draft is slim to none. So they're either going to have to cut or trade or uh, restructure. And I don't I don't know how much room they have on restructure. I know Green Bay does not. Right, Green Bay restructured almost every veteran contract last year to try to go all in or two years ago uh, with Rodgers. So I don't know what the Rams situation looks like for restructures, uh, but they can move some signing bonuses around. They can pay some things out later. But they like you you mentioned, right, they they got rid of offensive linemen and it absolutely destroyed that team this year. They looked terrible uh, on the front. But these three guys played well enough down the stretch where. They have to make tough decisions. Are we going to keep these guys? And so what What can we do with our number to make it viable? And $15 million I think, is probably not a terrible number for them. But remember, they've got big-name guys. And and also, by the way, uh, they've got the Aaron Donald cloud of I'm probably I'm thinking about retiring. So uh, what happens if Aaron Donald retires? They've got another big hole to fill, and they don't have a lot of money to do it. Or right now, they have zero money to do it. They have negative money to do it. So Tough call. I like Higby. I think Higby's the best tight end they have. He played well at the beginning and at the end of the season. Um, if he can put the middle in there together, I think he's going to be a viable option at tight end for them. But again, the tough decisions they're going to have to make. I, I think the bigger issue is that the Rams are one of those teams that twice, we just talked about this with the bus, right? We talked about Matthew Stafford and Allen Robinson and why they busted. And it's because the offensive line was bad. And they aren't the type of team that can really – just say, all right, we're just going to let a bunch of offensive linemen walk because they didn't do a good job patching those holes last year. Like, if anything, they should be investing in their offensive line like we've seen the Chiefs and the Bengals do over the last few years. But the Rams, the only benefit is they did kind of piece it together down the stretch with guys that might that aren't on this like that are on this list. So Brian Allen and 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 Joseph Nopum, who started the year as the starters, ended up getting hurt. And then over the second half, the other guy stepped up and maybe that allows them to cut these guys because these other guys stepped up. So I don't know. But here's the guy I want you to look out for. It's it's Bryson Hopkins. So Bryson Hopkins is the backup tight end for the Rams. This guy is, uh, you know, he a lot. Of, there was a lot of hype a couple years ago about J- uh, Jacob Harris or Jacoby Harris or whatever his name was. I forget it. But this guy is someone that I would like to watch. Um Pretty decent Spark X score, according to Player Profiler. You know, he had 81st pretense, 466, you know, runs a, you know, a 6'4", 245. This guy's a pretty nice size player. Um, he had a college dominator of 73rd percentile. So he's got some pretty impressive numbers. Um, so he's someone that if they do move on from Tyler Higby, this guy is probably maybe on waiver wires in some dynasty leagues. Just someone to watch there overall. But I do think the Rams, this is stuff that, like, we have to remember. that uh, we, There's not much we could do for offensive line stuff right now. But during the course of the next few months, keep tuning into our show because I promise you we'll keep pointing out the ones that should be watched. 
and who should be red flag. Before we close out the show, I did have some names here, long list of names of guys who could be cut, including Robbie Anderson, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, Tyron Smith, Ezekiel Elliott, Jared Goff. I know CMC will never be cut, but he's a guy who could save a decent amount of money. Carson Wentz, a bunch of Washington Commanders players. I know I didn't prepare you for this. Is there any names out there right now that you think that might be cut, that might be big for fantasy football? I, I didn't understand the Robbie Anderson trade signing type deal, so that's an easy $12 million to save. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott's on the down, uh, Elliott is on the downslide, downside, so I think that's what's at number seven. Seven and change, or is it five and change? Um, Elliott's 4.8. Well, well, then I wasn't even close. Um, Carson Wentz is north of twenty-three million. I think to me that's an easy, uh, an easy cut. But again, you got to talk to Ron Rivera and figure out is is he sold on what he's got in Washington with uh, Heineke and anybody else on the roster? But Carson Wentz certainly did not play well. In, in they could save. Now I'll answer the question for it. They could save twenty-six million dollars by cutting Carson Wentz. He's gone. <laughs> He, I can yeah. see Carson Wentz going to Carolina, reuniting with Frank Wright, and competing with Sam Darnold for that starting job in Carolina. That's what I think is going to happen for Carson Wentz. That's my prediction. I don't even know if it's bold, but that's what I think is going to happen to him. I think golf played himself to keep on the team, even though they can save $20 million. They're going to tag Tony Pollard and the Dallas Cowboys, and I think if Zeke doesn't take a pay cut, which I think he will, I think he will, but I, that number is coming down. They are not going to eat Zeke's number at all. They're going to force him to, uh, you know, potentially take that cap hit. Hopkins is interesting. Like, so now you have a new coaching staff coming in. James Gannon is now officially hired today as the breaking news of the Arizona Cardinals, the defensive coordinator for the uh, Eagles. Who Who's his OC going to be? I, I don't have any of that information just yet. Maybe probably someone from the Eagles staff. It doesn't seem like I would want to trade like the the they're 13 million under the cap. So they have space and they already got Kyler Murray locked up on a long-term deal. So I don't know why you would want to trade Hopkins personally. Why wouldn't you if you're a new coach, wouldn't you want Hopkins Brown, Rondell Moore, like Zach Ertz coming back, you have uh, Trey McBride, like surround your quarterback with these weapons, but do you think is there any places where you think Hopkins might go? No, I think he fits right where he is. Uh, and I, you know, he, he went healthy and, um, and not suspended. He's a, he's a true wide receiver one. And I think there's fewer and fewer of those in the NFL. Uh, so I think that he stays. Now think about this. Think about the, the, the Mike Evans is released, right? You've got him on your banner there. How about they cut Robbie Anderson and they bring Mike Evans over. So you've got Evans and, uh, no. Hopkins on the no. outside. Now, I don't know if they no. want to pay that kind of money. Their offense is pretty good. They probably need to fix the defensive side of the ball first. Stop it. I need you to stop. That is insane. They have they have Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore. Why would you want Mike? You're getting crazy. You're getting nuts. I got to end the show. Sorry, folks. That's enough. That's end of the Valentine's Day, the love episode for NFC cap casualties, breaking down the key guys who might be cut this offseason and who you could go target in your dynasty leagues right now before we end the show make sure you follow us across the board hit that subscribe leave a like leave a comment let me know if we missed any player that might be a cap casualty in 2023 but also make sure you tune in to rasball fantasy a youtube channel and also on the podcast side we're gonna be breaking down a bunch of free agent previews by division 
all through February. But thank you for joining again. I'm your host, Bobby Lamarco. I want to thank my co-host, Matthew Styles. You can follow him at Styles08 on Twitter. We are out of here.